Hey, thanks for listening in to another episode of the Walk On Podcast, a podcast to help you take your next step with Christ. So I've been thinking a lot about the Sermon on the Mount lately. So the Sermon on the Mount found in Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 is the largest collection of Jesus' sayings. It's possibly the longest recorded sermon that Jesus gave that we have record of. And in it, it contains some amazing countercultural truths. I mean, you have the Beatitudes in there that kind of take this idea of what a, a blessed life is and flips it on its head. Uh, there's all kinds of statements where Jesus takes a previous Old Testament understanding and then takes it more to a heart issue, kind of the, you know, you have heard it said such and such, but I tell you such and such, right? And then there's the sections about turning the other cheek and going the extra mile and loving your enemies, which by the way, you can hear more insight on those scriptures by tuning into the episode called The Extra Mile. But without a doubt, the Sermon on the Mount contains um, some incredible teachings from Jesus. And also in that section of scripture is what we call the golden rule. Do to others what you want them to do to you. Often when I hear the golden rule, it almost comes off as cliche. Uh, almost uh, it brings about this like trite Sunday school moralism. But I fear that its commonness has caused us to miss its radical countercultural implications for our lives. So to set the stage for the depth of the golden rule, let me talk about two other approaches to human interaction with similar metallic terminology, the iron rule and the silver rule. So what some have termed the iron rule is the philosophy that so many of us uh, operate. And in fact, this iron rule is just kind of the innate response to every human being. The iron rule is to do to others what you can to get what you want. Right, So this rule is all about using our power and our force and our influence to get what we want. You see this rule in play when a toddler throws a temper tantrum. You see this rule in play when the schoolyard bully attacks those weaker than him to get the ball back. You see this rule in play when the slick salesman uses flattery to close the deal. And you see this rule in play when the dictator uses military force to protect his, his own power. The iron rule doing to others what you can to get what you want. The truth is you and I are skilled at operating life with the iron rule. It comes naturally. It's second nature. But at the same time, I think we all would recognize its limitations and that it's hard to organize a healthy society under the iron rule. And it's hard to have healthy relationships when you operate solely under the iron rule. So you begin to see in many of the world's religions a plea for people to begin to live by a different rule, to begin to live by the silver rule. Now the silver rule says, do not do to others what you do not want them to do to you. In other words, the silver rule limits the damage of the iron rule by calling each of us to a certain level of empathy towards those that we might want to harm to get what we want. The, sil the silver rule has a lot of commonality among a variety of religions. You see, the versions of the silver rule are found in Confucianism, ancient Egyptian, Indian, and Greek cultures. 
And it's also central to the Jewish tradition. You see it sprinkled throughout places in the Old Testament and probably most famously with the first century BC rabbi named Hillel. Hillel was an influential teacher and rabbi and wise sage in the first century BCE. And there's a story found in the Talmud. The Talmud is a collection of Jewish laws and stories. And the story talks about a moment where a man comes to Hillel and challenges him to teach him the whole Torah, the entire Torah, while he stands on one foot. And the wise Hillel succinctly replies with what we would say is the silver rule. He says, what is hateful to you, do not do to your neighbor. This is the whole Torah. All the rest is commentary. Go and learn it. And so the reason why this story about Hillel is important is because Hillel was a famous rabbi and scholar, and he died when Jesus was a young boy. So Jesus and any other Jew in the early first century would have certainly grown up hearing this story and hearing Hillel's teachings. So now go to the Sermon on the Mount, the moment when Jesus speaks this truth about the golden rule. Every person in that audience listening to Jesus's teachings on that hillside would have caught the slight but significant change that Jesus made to Hillel's teaching. Jesus made a shift from do not to do. One is restraint of the negative. The other is acting on the positive. The silver rule is about not doing to others what you don't want them to do to you. It's focused on the negative, the do not. But then Jesus slightly shifts it to the positive, to the golden rule, to do to others what you would have them do to you. And I think that slight shift is significant. Think about it. Right now, as you sit listening to this podcast, you are fulfilling Hillel's teaching. You are accomplishing the silver rule. You're not doing any harm to those around you. But at the same time, you're not necessarily doing anything that would satisfy the demands of the golden rule. The golden rule demands action. And I would argue that that slight variation makes Jesus' teaching unique. There's a vast difference between do no harm and do good. Biblical commentator F.F. Bruce says the negative confines us to the region of justice, but the positive takes us into the region of generosity and grace. Jesus' call to right religion has a simplicity that fits in a tweet yet encompasses our entire existence. The golden rule, like so many of Jesus' teachings, is a call to sacrificial service. And that is utterly countercultural. It's against our natural instincts, and it requires the other thing saturating Jesus' teachings, and that is love. Love for your neighbor, love for yourself, love for your enemy, and love for God with all your heart strength, and mind. Because love is about doing good, not just withholding harm. And so the golden rule, more than some cliche trite Sunday school answer, is truly a countercultural way to live our lives. And I would argue many of us fall short of that understanding. I think many of us instinctually, our first response is to respond with the iron rule to say, what's in it for me? What can I do in this situation to get what I want? And then many of us, especially if we define ourselves as good, moral, religious people, would operate 
in the silver rule that we're not trying to cause harm to other people. But then Jesus also calls us a shift from passivity and avoiding the negative into action to make a difference, to do something for those around us. Now, the challenge to the golden rule is that it's not easy. Any form of self-sacrifice and any approach of true love, I would argue, is not sustainable without the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life, empowering you and strengthening you to live that kind of way. Because it does not come natural to us. It's, it's not a, a natural response. It's something that we have to constantly seek to invite God's presence in and to begin walking by His Spirit, letting Him lead us and guide us and walk in those ways. Let's take a moment to reflect on these three rules and the way that we exhibit them in our life. And I'd encourage you to use this time not as a way to evaluate your performance, but as an invitation to invite the Spirit of God in to speak to you as you reflect on how you are living your life and give God permission to tug at your heart, to help you take a next step and the way that you're living out these rules and the way that you are interacting and reflecting his goodness to the world around him. Use this time as an invitation to let the Spirit of God into your heart and speak to you through this time of reflection. So Lord, in this moment, bring to our minds the ways that we might be living with the iron rule. Help us be honest with ourselves, the places in our life where our chief goal is to get what we want, and perhaps we use others or manipulate others to get that. And Lord, we invite you into our hearts and ask you to give us the strength to change those ways. Lord, bring to our minds the ways that we may intentionally or unintentionally be bringing harm to others. And God, give us the strength to make the changes in our life that we need to live by the silver rule to do no harm to others. And Lord, bring to our minds the places in our life where we need to move into action, where you are calling us to do to others. God, where you are calling us to represent your goodness and your love and your mercy and your justice and to be peacemakers. And may your spirit fill us and empower us and strengthen us to do what you have created us to do. So may we be fully aware 
of how we interact with the world around us. May we take our motivations and our heart and our intentions in check and present them to God and say, okay, God, change my heart. I don't want to live constantly focused on myself and seeing others as a tool to manipulate to get what I want. I don't want to live in a way that is causing harm to those around me. I want to live in a way where I can do good, where I can act humbly, where I can seek justice. I can do these actions that bring about your goodness in the world. So Lord, help us be that kind of people. Because ultimately, it points back to your goodness and your love and your glory. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode encouraging and want others to hear about it, two ways you can do that. One, you can directly share this episode with a friend or post it on social media. Two, you can rate and review this podcast on your podcast provider, and that helps other people outside of your circle of influence find this episode as well. Thanks so much.